Greetings, friends. Welcome back to the Film Alchemist podcast. I'm your host, Josh Griffey, here with the brief introduction before today's spooky episode. Everyone, it's official. You know the deal. We're closing in on the end of our October Mega Marathon. 31 days, 31 pods. We've only got a couple left. Uh, if you want to finish the month strong, which I know you do, you want that feature-length commentary, you want those two bonus episodes uh, to really power you through the end of the Halloween season, you got to go to patreon.com slash filmalchemistpod. The best way to support the show, the only way to complete the October Mega Marathon, also, the best way to get the most out of the show for yourself, right? Our patrons get to pick the exclusive episodes that go up in our ever-expanding library, feature-length commentary. We have a Tales from the Crypt podcast over there for you. All kinds of good stuff we're working on. So if you would be so kind, go over to patreon.com slash filmalchemistpod. Please and thank you. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, Film Alchemist. You can email the show, filmalchemistpod at gmail.com. We're on all the socials you're on. We appreciate shares, interactions, talking, all that good stuff that socials uh, give us. Also, if you would be so kind, make sure you're leaving five-star ratings and reviews everywhere you find the show. Help us defeat the algorithm that is home. The algorithm was home, so that's why we're going to go for it. Please and thank you. Also, this month, we're asking if you'd be so kind. Reach out. Let a person you know in your life that loves horror movies Know what we're doing over here, right? We do other movies too. We'll be good for them all year long, but direct message, text, anything like that. Let's build this thing one cool friend at a time. Thank you for your help. All right. Today's amazing episode. Joined by one of our, our longtime friends, a friend that we actually gained through this show. Our friend, writer, director. Uh, you can find our episode on his movie, I Trapped the Devil, in our back catalog. One, Josh Lobo. So one of the best things about this pod was becoming friends with Josh. Our friendship has deepened over the time, over the uh, the years. I love watching Josh work. I love talking movies with Josh. He's so excited. He fucking loves movies in a way that is very inspiring to me. Uh, I love battling with Josh about movies. I just love this guy, period, right? I love getting to read the movies that Josh writes. He has a really interesting mind for film. Uh, our tastes are very similar, even when we're arguing, which you'll hear in this show, you know they're lying. Respond to me and let me know that you know that him and Alex are pulling my leg. But today we're talking about The Strangers, uh, a movie that is always summed up best by one line. Why are you doing this to us? Because you were home. Uh, it's a really scary thesis, a very highly affecting film that has become a cult classic in and of itself. Actually, I don't know if it can be a cult classic. It was just wildly successful when it came out. But you know what I mean. It's 31 days and I'm losing my mind. Um, I am always thankful when we get to spend time with Josh uh, and do podcasting. Great, wonderful guy. I wish him huge success on upcoming projects. Wink, 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 wink. Uh, I think this guy's got a lot to offer the rest of us uh, as a film-going audience. He knows that we love him very much and that he's one of our best friends. This is one of my favorite episodes uh, that we did for the entire month of October. So without any further ado, I hope you enjoy The Strangers with Josh Lobo.
everybody. Welcome back to the pod. Our dearest friend uh, returning to talk movies with us this October. Josh Lobo extraordinaire. Welcome, man. Uh, would you care to hey, introduce bud. yourself to the audience who hasn't heard your many amazing film alchemist episodes I'm and Josh. which movie you selected? I'm Josh. Yeah. I've been on a lot of I've been on a lot of these episodes. That's right. True. This is I would I would say this is probably one of like the least niche movies that we've done. Like normally it's like some weird like I think didn't last, think no, last you, week. You, it's you pretty high profile. This Street is like your movies. Jurassic Park almost. Yeah. It's strange. Yeah. We did we did thirteen ghosts last year, which was pretty cool. Yes. Yeah, the commentary. So last year we did yeah. that and we picked up all the fear streets as they were coming out, I think was yep. your last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was a good run. Yeah. Yeah, so this year we're doing The Strangers, which is like, I just think it's like, yeah, it's like, it's, like, it's a classic. I, I rewatched it on my, uh, my my 30th birthday We, we was last week, and uh, nice. yeah, we, yeah. I, we watched it. I showed my girlfriend's little brother who had never seen it, and uh, he was, I got a big, I got a big approval for that one. Yeah. Nice. No, my Good wife, God. like, watched me watching it, and she just came in, this movie's so fucking scary. And then she just kept asking me while she was cooking and not watching the movie, did they say the famous line yet? And I was like, be quiet, leave me alone. But I, w- I was like, I don't know that there's a movie that's ever been made that owes more to one line of dialogue Dude. than this movie. This is the famous, uh, why are you doing this to us? Because you were home. And I was like, that sentiment so haunted and captured a section of people I think I'm on record. I think home invasion is not that scary. Like, if you have a gun, maybe. But, like, something like this, I was like, I'll I'll take my chances with this, right? No big deal. But there is something about almost everyone I know, this movie fucking rocks them to their core. Like, it's a very affecting movie. It it, it is. I want to touch on this real fast because you just said it, like... (laughs) It's, it's my it my only let's just start it off strong the only thing i don't like about this fucking movie is that like they're like live live tyler is that mm-hmm. yeah okay she asks that question like and i don't i never remember this and then i watched it, i'm like why did they do that she asked the question like four different times and they, they yeah. actually give her like three answers it's not just one they like she like she just like a few times she's like why are you people doing this the same line and then they just like say something and then that's the last one and I was like why didn't you just cut all of that and just have the one line? There's a couple times where she says it and no one really like retorts back to her. It's like yeah. they're too busy figuring out they're mocking it. What I think the weirdest part of the movie rewatching it was is it's it's this really kind of grounded scary idea right that you're just there. And because you answer the door, someone's going to fuck you up, right? All right, cool. Yeah. The amount of teleportation and magical thinking in this movie, I was not prepared for. (laughs) Right? Like, there's some real fucking, like, horse shit maneuvering. And I was like, it's so weird because, again, I remembered it as this really almost documentary-style kind of journey on this is what a home invasion could look like. Right. Um, And you, you do. You go back and watch it today, and you're like, the characters just make every fucking stupid choice. The bad guys are kind like of teleporting. That. It does like revert that. to jump scares, but there are moments, right, when they're not doing the jump scare. Like, the first, like, really great moment of the movie, well, maybe you could argue the first, but the one that, like, really sticks with me and is how I remember why The Strangers is so beloved 
is that scene when Liv Tyler comes back in the house. It's like, why did you go out of the house in the first place? Fine. Mm-hmm. She comes back in and she's just kind of in the living room like, I feel uncomfortable. And in the background, the guy with the fucking potato head yeah. is just standing there, not moving, not coming at her. There's no fucking musical punch up. Well, that's got to be a silent. Ghostly that's got to be the image from the movie. Like, there's, like, yeah. no oh, other stark so. image from the movie. That's the fucking poster, I think. Like, right. And, and when they do it's that, so, it's so good. It's, yeah. And it's so affecting. I mean, I was, like I said, I mean, I've seen this movie. I fucking saw this movie in theaters. I've seen it a, mil- a million yeah. times since. It's funny, actually, in, in, in Trapped, our, our movie, I Trapped the Devil, uh, that was, like, my main, like, tonal reference. Just because mm-hmm. I, I, like, I always loved how the movie just starts so quiet. And it sort of... It, and it, it it's funny because it's like this one thing that I think if you if you re ever rewatch our movie like I wanted to just like throw you into like a family conflict where you're sort of just like trying to like figure out what's going on and and it's mm-hmm. it's just like the first yeah. like fifteen minutes are are almost silent it's just like these people vaguely talking about something and you're sort of putting it together as you go on I mean it feels it just feels very real um, but not in like I a think... mumblecore way. Yeah, no, no I actually su- think what's interesting uncomfortable the whole time. <laughs> I think what's interesting to that point, too, because I agree. I actually think that's the way this movie begins is so effective because and to Griffey's point about it being like these people are making like bafflingly stupid decisions. Yeah, like here's the thing to me. It's really smart to set the movie the way they do, because they're already in a place where none. Neither of them are in like a good mental place, clearly. Like, and there, I didn't remember that. I forgot about the cut back to the prom where he's yeah. like, "I'm," or the like prom. class reunion it's a where wedding. he's like, "Okay, they're not in high school." I thought it was a class reunion. It looked like a fucking gymnasium, like a gym. I don't think it matters. It like, the point is, like, you have to be at, right. There's some sort so of that event shows you where you that, had to wear a suit. Yeah, Speedman's a fucking cock, anyways, because you don't make someone else's wedding about your fucking. That's like, no, I learned that when I got married. That's like a huge fucking no no to brides. Don't yeah. propose at my fucking wedding. So Speedman's already a douche, right? Which we learn right away. They're probably in the bag already. And just watching Liv Tyler go from like, what a great night. Carry me to the car to, uh, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> and just if sitting amongst the rose petals, it is truly just like a powerful image. That's what's in. valuable about that concept is it does put you in the situation of like no one is thinking correctly right now. Like these, right. like Speedman's thrown off for sure because he's definitely not going to get laid, and he also like all these romanticisms. No, he, he had. was, dude. He was he fucking. Was. They were playing just the tip when the first knock came. That is yeah, true. But, that is true. But that was because they also had the ice cream out. That was a, a sad. Well, I think though. Liv Tyler's like, like when you have, let when me you get remind the bluebell vanilla ice cream out. It's all good. Yeah, let me remind him he don't need the ring. <laughs> let let I, me I, remind. You. The, the point. You're, I mean, you're totally, you're totally right, but I, I definitely think it's totally the point that they're making stupid, they're making the stupid yeah. decisions the whole time to the point where, like, even they start, like, you know, he starts acting a certain way, mm-hmm. and Liv Tyler's like, "Why are you doing this?" Like, he's like, "I need to get gun," and then he's like trying to assemble this gun, but doesn't know how. He's like, "I don't know how to put this together," and she's like, "You've yeah. been hunting." He's like, "No, I lied." <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to look butch. See, that's the only smart decision they made in the movie. That's how you defend yourself. You go to a room with no windows. You put your back in the against the corner, and you say, "Let's go." They did it Black right. It Reynolds. just ends in fucking tremendously ends, sad yeah, it fashion. Ends, it it ends with Dennis getting shot in the your face. Friend, once you've already killed your friend, hold your ground. 
Just hold your ground and stay there. Be like, all right, well, it's unlikely that another of my friends and colleagues is coming through the door. The next one will be a bad guy. (laughs) Can can I ask? There's there's a couple of moments. There's a couple of things because I I love the strangers for one. They're like the especially the potato mask guy. That scene where she's hiding in the cupboard and he just sits down at the table. I so badly wanted to meet that ice cream. Like this guy deserves a treat. He's put in a lot of work tonight. Come on. I'll I'll tell you this. This is something that get this guy a treat. Lobo told us you would mention this on our Fear Street pods, right? Because they did the thing where they started introducing all of these monster squad style villains that would come back for the finale. And I remember you talking to me, and it really stuck with me about how hard it is at this point to create like an iconic looking movie monster or slasher, right? So if you think back over the last. 10 years like who do we have besides like art the clown now like if you go to a horror convention art the clown is like a true blue like top of the food chain icon other than that not a lot i would say these strangers for how i wouldn't say they're on that level very effective look for the because there's it's simple yeah i think the iconography is that it's like it's also and I think uh, Brian Bertino says like it was it was one of those things like he wanted to make sure the masks were something you could either make or buy in a store like right. without any sort of conspicuousness because I like obviously the potato head things like oh well you draw drew like a straight line rather than a smile or anything like that which right I think like why is he a wearing smile, a suit like it just all kind of works yeah, to add it to all, this like it dude. all just works like I think it's interesting because if there was like a smile on the face I feel like that would have been like a hat on a hat moment. But because it's just yeah. like a straight everybody line. drink hat on a hat, everybody drink. <laughs> Have you guys? Just while we're on this side, I've been meaning to say this to somebody. Have you guys seen the trailer for Thanksgiving? Yeah, the John Carver mask. I'm like, that's a great slash costume. Yeah, it it's looks not bad. Really it good. Cool. It has like these pin eyes and i was like that's the first time because i feel like so many people when they try to make slashers they're just like this has to be so scary and it's yeah. intricate and it, i just hate it it's not scary it's like why the fuck are they wearing this like i think it's weird when slashers think like the last slasher to me that was scary was halloween like i don't think slashers <laughs> are really that scary a movie well the it's 80s like, it became like what was your job that yeah. became your slasher thing that didn't well, that's work the thing out is, like, it's such while. a hackneyed bit at this point like slasher movies in general are just like kind of like it's a shock value thing rather than like actual fear again halloween's like the last time it's like that motherfucker just be anywhere right that guy's just, but sitting, like, that guy's just walking around pasadena has a great example right it's the scene where michael myers finds his like jumpsuit when he kills the mechanic at the start yeah. but his head's yeah. still bandaged up and you're like, it still works exactly the same, even though it's not the mask, because Michael Myers has this built-in aura, right? Yeah. And so I think that's yeah. the the thing they capture. Because there's a movie that came out around this same time almost called The Collector. Mm-hmm. And it did that, too, where it's like he looks like an offshoot, like, jigsaw henchman. Like, pretty yeah. cool movie. But, like, they just went a little too into, like, let's make him a monster. Is that the one? The guy looks like he has a condom on his head? That's what I always... It looks like he has a bunch of, like, autoerotic asphyxiation belts taped around his face. There was, like, an era... Sorry, I'm coming... I'm overcoming this, whatever this is. But there was that era of, like... Your fear of autoerotic asphyxiation. It was, like, five movies where people just, like, wore, like, condoms over their head, and that was the mask. (laughs) I can still see their face. There's absolutely nothing shocking about that. It's like, like, oh, cool. Look at my Magnum BD condom I can pull over my head. Like, it was just like, I'm not impressed at all. It's just, it's too, 
and I, like I mean I, I go back to this like my favorite my favorite slasher movie and like home invasion movie I just love funny games I love it and it's yeah, just like absolutely. those guys are those guys are scary and they're just like they, I mean they're wearing costumes great, like they're wearing great like very a great absolutely. getup and it, it's like it just it doesn't it doesn't feel fussy and um I think well while I was watching this because I, I I I was writing a movie that was like I was writing a movie and I was watching funny games a lot to like kind of get the vibe. Um, and I really kind of like did a deep dive into that. And like, this really like feels like the American answer to funny games mm-hmm. where it's like, like Hanukkah's whole thing was like, Oh no violence. Like, you know, we need to make it about like senseless violence and, and this sort of like, you know, we're fucking with them, but like he, he kind of, you know, European, he's like, well, we're going to do this the artistic way. The strangers right. feels to me, it's like the same statement, That's a good but way to put it, yeah. like, with an American sensibility where it's like, we have to show you the violence. Totally. So it's like, yeah. it's like the same point. This is like senseless thing, but like, you know, they, they have to, they, well, as just, Americans, we like, have to eat our fast food. Which is like all the comedy <laughs> stripped out of it. Like anything that was like harebrained in that movie is not anywhere, anywhere near the strangers. Yeah. You know, you don't want the artistic set pieces from that one. Right. Like that yeah. shit works for that movie. Like it's funny because Funny Games even remade itself as an American film that didn't really work weirdly. Like it just didn't work like the first one. And then See, the I like Strangers the American does... one. I like the American one too. I think it's fine. I like the American one more than the Get original. the fuck out of it. You do wow. not. That's, That's pretty fascinating. shit. You're not it's getting Michael... retweets on that. Come on. Michael Pitt, dude. Michael Pitt. That guy makes that, Michael that, Pitt's that, pretty that, good, I like dude. Michael Pitt too, but I'd rather watch every other thing Michael Pitt's in before that. Dude, I'd rather, watch, big, I'd rather big mur- watch Boardwalk Empire. I'd rather watch anything with Michael. Griffey's a big never. murder by numbers guy. That's what we're getting at here. All right, motherfuckers. I'm just what? It's they don't believe movie. that. They, these two do not numbers. like the American funny Thank games you. better. They don't like the American funny games better. That's not true. This is Dude, like the thing. The I'm same. waiting for someone to start it right now this month and be like. I think it's time that we all re-examine Exorcist to the Heretic. It's actually a classic. Well, no, we've already like, gone past. You, you got to do it a month before yeah. the Legacy movie comes. So, out. like the the Twitter hipster thing that mm-hmm. okay, that's, no, that's it is not a Twitter hipster thing to be like. You I like, cannot like, possibly think the American version is better in any aspect than the European version. All of it. Yes, it is because it's 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 fucking. It's got Michael Pitt. It's shot by Darius Kanji. Like. That it's not like we're not talking like when someone's like, oh yeah, I like the extra extras too. Like, like fuck those guys. This is like a quality, <laughs> okay. quality right. ass movie. You know, you got like Jesus. one of the best living cinematographers, the same fucking director, and like a who's who of like talent. Like, like yeah. oh yeah, the movie with the movie with Tim sure. Roth, Naomi Watts, Michael Pitt, Grady, Brady Corbet. Like, yeah. no, it's like I feel like that's a yeah. I feel like that's not that wide. That movie like, is the creed to the originals Pearl Jam. I get it. It's like all of the same affectations, maybe a better stage show, but with none of the guts left that matter. You know what? By the, way, Griffey, by the way, Griffey's a huge Creed fan, so I think that says a lot right there. Hey, man, I can't help when I was in high school. I can't help when I was in high school. It was not a great musical era. I had to make do with most of it. But if you think about it, like, you know, there's a scene in fucking, there's a scene in Funny Games where, uh, you know, she gets a shotgun, she shoots, kills Brady Corbet, and, but, and in this and the strangers is a scene where they get the shotgun. They shoot Dennis Reynolds. Like it's you know, it's all Man, very. Uh, I had forgotten that it was Glenn Howerton. That was like one of my favorite. Like oh shit, 
this movie is awesome again. Yeah. Like back in his like super better? good hair day too. Yeah. That is the weirdest thing is the timing of this movie. Cause it's very late at night and he just dropped what he was doing to come pick this guy up. Even though this guy had a car, like the timeline is the only thing I don't, Oh no, it's not, I'd say the yeah. only thing I don't love, but I just like, like the strangers don't knock on the door until 4am. So it's like the entire events of the movie take place in like a 45 minute period. And well, it's, it's like, also this funny thing where it's like probably a bunch of people were home. They were just in fucking bed, not answering. Yeah, they just weren't answering the door. <laughs> if you knock yeah. on my door at 4 a.m., there's no chance I get out of bed to come talk to you. There's no. So it's not as scary when you imagine that all the neighbors were just actually asleep, yeah. uh, living normal people. <laughs> because you were home, like everyone's home. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, because it, it you does. Were up it's being like, naughty. It makes it sound like they're very rural, but then in. Like the the bookends, like when the the Mormon kids are moving around, you know, there's like it's clearly there's like a neighborhood all over the place. So yeah, it's like they're just it's in like the obviously a neighborhood. Yeah, it's like nah, it's probably it's like just, where I live, just in the middle of Indiana. You're like, it's not. I was gonna say it's just like tucked. Away, it's just a tucked away house in a suburb. Like I lived yeah. in one of. The, I lived. A, I lived in that area when I was a kid. Like, well, this is how like, not small there's town always one it is, house is that the that's killers far away from don't else. care that the the little fucking Mormons are just a hundred percent seeing their face. And their vehicle, they just like don't give a fuck because they're like it's obviously not that rural and small of a town, or everyone would know already. Um, or they're no, Mormons I, and they don't think they'll tell anybody. Oh, that's true. They got their own skeletons. I don't know. It just Mackie, Mackie. They, those kids are. They just go home at night and they're both laying up. on the bed soaking, and they're like, that "Our was friend, a wild day, friend of the pod, this Mackie Smith would know." Day. Mackie, you got to tell us what those kids tell on what those kids tell on the strangers. I think Hopefully. the Mormons like what what happens during soaking stays during soaking. <laughs> that would I don't think be, they talk out of school. I'm pretty sure at the end of the movie doesn't like Liv Tyler like <gasps> like jump yeah. to. It's like if you just spent the entire night being terrorized by by like mass killers, and then the next person you see is a Mormon missionary, like it's over. It's, <laughs> it's done. not even like, a missionary. It's a ten year old. It's just a ten year old kid. They're missionaries, though. They're like delivering. Yeah, no, they're um, whatever. I mean, yeah, they're yeah. they're elders or whatever they're called. They're the day the uh, the day to days. Yeah, the door knockers. But but like He's but dead. like you 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 just survived this night of being terrorized by people with masks, and then like the next person to confront you is a Mormon missionary. Like it's done. I'm over. I, I don't want. I'm not coming back. A lot, from of, that. lot of fair assumptions. You're like, where did yeah. I go? No, that, a lot that of, moment no. is a great point that I want to hit on. If I had one critique of the movie, because I actually think the first act is very strong. Mm-hmm. I think Scott Speedman somehow like found a performance that's above a lot of his others for a, mo- a movie. Hey. Don't talk shit on Scott Speedman. Yeah, Don't talk shit on Scott Speedman. That dude rules. He's, I'm learning he's, a lot about you two fucks tonight. <laughs> he's in my he's in my top like I have I have like ten actors to work with. He he's in that ten. I love that guy. He's great. That guy accepted Felicity after her haircut. That is love, my friend. <laughs> I feel like you guys are running <laughs> like a Lars and the real girl on me. Yeah. Face. You know, oh, Scott, he's when he fun. played that mannequin werewolf in Underworld. <laughs> I was rock hard. <laughs> I'm not talking about. I'm not talking he's about. Underworld. I'm talking about Felicity. If he's good enough for David Cronenberg, he's good enough for me. Eating plastic. Normally, I would agree. But anywho, I was giving him a compliment. I said he was actually pretty good in this one. If yeah, I had a beef with this movie, you can watch the movie as it continues. Lose faith with the movie they're making. 
and start resorting to the kind of cheap, like, musical punctuated jump scare. Mm -hmm. And I think every time the movie does that, it so weakens this kind of great journey that they've been putting us on. Again, that first time the guy's just behind Liv Tyler, that's where this movie soars. The more that they lose confidence in that, it just becomes another... Oh, we're just going to kind of like chase them around that, from closet Well, and to I closet. think that's the problem too. Like if there's to me if there's a fatal not fatal flaw. There is a flaw in the movie like for me thematically it's that kind of stuff. Like not even it's not even a matter of like, "Oh, we didn't know where we were going with this." It's more just like, "Dude, you got to get to the point." Like It's the slasher have, problem. It's the yeah, slasher problem. Like, you can't problem. just have them chase like there's only so many rooms in this house. Like we just on. did nine leather faces to start this month. It's the problem of when you get to the every time you hear the chainsaw turn on mm-hmm. after the first one you're like this movie's over. Yeah. Like now it's just an overweight guy chasing down whomever and you're like there's nothing left to pay attention to for the whole At least mo-. once with a knee it's brace. It's the slasher problem. Yeah, with the knee brace. <laughs> Him and Forrest Gump just pushing past their limits. Yeah. Knee brace it's, wise. It, you know, it's weird because like you can like I think this movie is like a like a kind of like a modern horror masterpiece. Yeah. Like Absolutely. But I definitely don't there's like a point where I'm like, okay, end it. Like it it yeah. like the movie's so well calibrated and well designed. It's like I keep saying it's so funny. I'm like, this movie's perfect, and then like we'll just like point out something I don't like about it. Yeah, <laughs> um, but like it's so well calibrated. Yeah. There's this moment right after Scott Speedman gets like captured, and it goes on for about five minutes. And I've noticed it every single time. I always forget about it. But like every time I watch the movie, it's like there's like about five minute period where I just I, it's completely incomprehensible what happens. Like she is just running around outside, and like a radio is destroyed, and then she's on the ground, and then she's screaming, and then she's in the house, and it's like, it's like this is a five-minute period where it's like, I'm not totally sure what's happening right here. It's not scary, because it's sort of reusing beats from the rest it's of funny, the movie. It's funny you say that, because that was actually the part that I was like, really, we're going to do an ankle break here? Is that what we're doing? Yeah. She sprained well, her ankle in the woods? It's also defeating nothing the... To, no, nothing yeah. better to do? It's not the home invasion anymore, right? It's yeah. this kind of like, now we just need to change up the look. Oh, he's she got a ham radio out. Like, get come on, get the fuck out of here. She could have gotten out. Like, yeah, she's not calling Smokey or the Bandit. Why like, didn't they do the ham radio earlier? Like, anything. What's going I on? I think they tried. He tried. Well, no, because Speedman like, goes out and takes, gets... like, he doesn't even, like, take a position, like, near a tree. He's just, he like, just running and playing. The... Yeah, it's like he's fighting in, like, the Revolutionary War. It's like, what are you, how can that fucking giant fat guy run up on you and you don't hear sticks breaking? But they've like, established ready that he's, to shoot like, him. he's just completely inept. Like it's not like yeah. every 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 time he has to like do something cool and actionly actually he fails. He literally just kills his brother. That's all he gets. He does. That's what the his beginning one of the great movie choice led to. Epic that's what the beginning of the movie is about. Is Scott Speedman can't read the signals, and that's why yeah, he gets he's killed. Like, I think she wants to marry me. It's like I think nope, she wants this to marry guy me. Just makes nope. bad choices, dude. This guy's filled with bad choices. All right. <laughs> Oh my god, that's the movie. Right there, that's the movie. We, they tell us at the very beginning, like, this guy sucks at making decisions. It's gonna end bad. Yeah, we should have known. Like, just we like she's like, known. I'm out of cigs, I'd be like, well, you fucking just dump me and it's 4 a.m. Fucking yeah. deal with it. No, no, I'll go buy you well, cigs. Yeah, exactly. Why? Like, deal with it. I'm like, not driving it's... 30 minutes to the nearest 7-Eleven. <laughs> but hold, hold on. So it's like, it's like 4 a.m. when the first chick knocks on the door. 
Yeah. And so like the scary chick just like knocks on the door at 4 a.m. And then you're like, I need to go. I need to go for a drive for a bit and get cigarettes. It's like by the time he gets back, it's like 6 a.m. It's daylight out. Like, (laughs) like, like, I had to drive two counties over to find Marlboro Reds. I'm sorry. It's like the longest night that has ever, ever, ever happened. It's kind of funny, too, because one of the things I really liked in the first act is they didn't villainize Liv Tyler in any way for just being like, yeah, I don't know if I want to get married, man. Like, life is pretty good. We can tr- like they had this whole road trip plan, so he fucks that up too. He's like, I need to propose right now, and they don't villainize her, but they do this thing where you know they kind of give it like this. I was like, oh, all right, they were respecting her choice to not get married. Like five minutes after he leaves, something scary happens, and she gets on the phone. She's like, please come back, please, please, please. And I was like, bet you wish you had that ring now. Like the movie's telling us she a made a mistake. That it dawned on me <laughs> that this movie hinges on Scott Speedman just not being able to like read the signs. Like, yeah. I'm not going to get. Have been I'm in not, on it. You I'm not going to get engaged tonight. As soon as that girl knocked on the door, I'd be like, "We're getting the fuck out of here." I don't know who the fuck dude, that is. He even says weird. he's like, "Hey, we should see if she needs a ride somewhere." It's Idiot, like, dude. She's out at 4 a.m. and you didn't see her face. Like, what is wrong with he you? Kills his. Ba- yeah, but. But I mean, there's like, yeah, it's like he killed. He killed his brother. I mean, the big potato head guy was wearing a suit too. He's at it least is. twice as big as Glenn Howerton. <laughs> so like, I don't know. Also, like, if they're coming at you with not a firearm, give them the extra step so you can see who you're shooting. So that's what this just is. Give them the one entire premise of the strangers. Hinges on Scott Speedman just not being able to read a room. Right. As they told us she made the right choice saying no to him, they also are telling us that he's just that, that she desperately needs him. Because I think it is weird by the end where they're like holding hands and she's like, the ring makes me feel pretty. And I was like, well, what is it? Like, what are we doing here? Why are you making yeah. her say these lines? She does not want to be married to this guy that we see over and over and over again as a fucking moron. <laughs> Like, what are, are we just, doing? Are you, are you just doing this because you know he's about to die? Is that what you're doing? It seemed nice. It seemed nice. I don't want you to go to your grave being a complete fucking loser. <laughs> gets to heaven. You were a fucking it's idiot in life. Like... I just like it, though. I like it. doesn't feel like. I don't have a problem with like it. It's if a, awesome. If, like a, if a Nightmare on Elm Street movie have like bad character decisions i'm like okay like the writer is just like making these characters into idiots like this movie feels like the characters making dumb decisions would just be like whoa what do we do here you know what i mean they're not gonna she's not yeah. gonna like tear the sleeves off of her shirt and then like yeah. go come in like which i think is what the second one does like i i only watched the second one i love the second this one, one is so fucking much that I, fun though i i fucking hate it i hate I it not have because known. not this because is my I, disagreement not, episode the second movie like is the second pray at night. The second one's like a fully revved up just slasher movie. Like it's yeah, just I'm a like, full on like I'm psyched for slasher. this. I'm psyched for this third one to come out, man. No, Isn't it a trilogy? Movies. Yeah, it's yeah, a yeah, direct, dude, directed by Rennie Harlan. You know, he no. of Drive fame. Is it really the Covenant? Yes. No. All three of them. Rennie Harlan. Rennie Harlan. <laughs> Rennie Harlan right. directed a Stranger's trilogy. You know the director. Of, you know the director. The director of Drive, starring Sylvester Stallone. But like, also like, this is. I was reading their press release, which actually, funny enough, tomorrow they're doing a whole like Comic Con like thing. God, they're releasing yes. all of them. That's an FBI red flag event. Anyone who signs Why? into that place. <laughs> 
all three of those movies are coming out theatrically wide over the course of so it's like one is in like March, one's in July, and then one's in October. They really is, want people that's, to see a Ray That's Harlan going movie. to become a thing though, because Ty West found a lot of success with the yeah. X and fucking Pearl. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people are kind of looking at that model. If you can do a couple, you know, one to three million dollar movies all at once to save some uh, production expense and just get all of that buzz. The problem is, is if the first one absolutely fucking sucks, what do you do then? Um, in your trilogy, just, but we'll talk about that. At a we'll talk about that another time. <laughs> but it's just like this weird. It's like when they were like Rennie Harlan. I was like Rennie Harlan. Like what? Like that's the part that feels off to me. Like that's a guy who works. He's made a lot of movies I enjoy. I don't know that The Strangers is what I would peg him to do. Not sure The Strangers is I, his vibe, but I don't I, know if there's I, a if there's a, a race car or a witch kid. I'm sure it'll work out just fine. Yeah, because he did Dream Child, the MTV Freddy. Yep. He did one of the two. He like came in and redid Paul Schrader's Exorcist Dominion. He did, yeah, he did. He did. So, like, he did the, had he some did, weird. He redid The Exorcist. He did uh, Deep Blue Sea. Like he's love Deep Blue Sea. He's a, that to he's me tells you that they're going to amp up the slasherness of that, though. Yeah, also, it's a weird one. So I was like, who's out there like desperate for more of the strangers? Like it's it is just an odd that that one really I'm, caught me by surprise. That press release for sure. But it's also like it's like when is the last time Rennie Harlan had like like a wide release movie? Like let alone <laughs> three of them. I'm telling you, it's The Covenant. That was the last time. That cannot be the last. <laughs> that guy's a worker. <laughs> I, I don't know what to expect because like it feels like they're banking like a lot on it and I'm like what if like what like sixty five year old Rennie Harlan comes out and just makes like three bangers but like hey, I don't he just know fucking like, drops it that's is like that that's the culmination of life's work is like a trilogy of sequels to like a fourteen year old movie that like has one weird you know stepchild sequel it's like I don't know yeah don't I don't. About- I'm trying to look this up right now. Apparently, yeah, The Strangers was like a massively successful movie. If this is to be believed what I'm reading, it this movie made 83 million against a 9 million dollar budget. And then the sequel made 32 against 5. So those are both insanely popular movies. What are they spending on this trilogy? I'll bet you it's under 10. Not for all three of them, no way. Like bet I bet you it, I bet you it's like five to six each you think they made strangers pray at night for five they're not spending that much on each of these i would imagine for three of them it's probably three to i'd say it's probably three to five and they're also shooting them like in romania so (laughs) so now it's like the strangers get deported the thing is though it's the funny games opposite circle now we're going to european european the new the new trilogy is lion's gate where pray at night wasn't Right. Pray at Night was like some indie company, and the first one was a was a studio, and now this is a studio. So it's like I just don't think it's like I don't think when I think I was like maybe like STX or something that did Pray at Night. Like I just don't think they had the marketing money, and I think it like did well considering they just didn't have any marketing for it. This yeah. I think I think they're gonna fucking. And it was like a completely antithetical movie to what this movie is. So it'll be interesting to see where they go, but that's the new horse sweet spot, man. If you can put a movie in that one to five million dollar range, the horror audiences come out still. So like you can generate there's a lot of success stories 
over the past couple of years on those like smaller kind of horror movies that actually get to hit theatrical. So I don't know. It's not a terrible bet. I mean, this movie, to your point, this is truly a, a modern classic. Like we've been yeah, kind of, and this is the nature of doing a podcast is part of what makes a conversation interesting is like the weird decisions it makes. But for the most part, I bet if you pulled like the average audience who saw this, this is a massive crowd pleaser. It's awesome. It's deeply I, affecting, even with some of the weird shit. It's just a ride I, that is universally relatable, and, and you feel the grips of that. I think this pod would be four minutes long if we all said what we really thought about The Strangers, and it would be very succinct. Like, great movie. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> like, we got to talk about it. I would also shoot my shot with Liv Tyler. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I showed... Cause over the, I mean, there's like this and Saw X. So like, I've been like, uh, I mean, basically, I just, I'm, I'm constantly just showing my girlfriend's little brother who's obsessed with movies, everything. And we, uh, we, we watched all of the Saw movies. And he had a friend yeah. who came in, and I can always just sort of judge like what normies and what like kids think about things. So like, we watched nice. all the Saw movies. Yeah, and like one of his friends came in and watched saw three with us. And like at the end of the movie was just like, this is a fucking piece of garbage. Fuck this movie. And I was like really pissed <laughs> off. And then the next day we watched a stranger and he was like thrilled. He was like so excited about it. So it's like, yeah. you know, if saw can do well, the strangers can do well. Yeah. Saw always had, cause I also, as a guy who checked out pretty early on saw, cause it I just, it has this basic problem which is the more elaborate the gags get, the the more kind of inherent distance there is from me from feeling anything that remotely resembles tear. I can only feel revulsion, right? Like the syringe <laughs> pool will haunt me forever. Yeah, that's never going to get out of my brain. Like that that's like horrible. a truly terrifying thing. I don't think I could fucking name one other jigsaw trap. I can't, but I can tell you right now, for me, the jigsaw traps started getting so elaborate that I was like, these, these things are going to break at some point. There's no way that these, like, go well every time. <laughs> He's in, like, rusted out derelict buildings. It's like, where's he getting yeah. this high-quality adamantium? Like, where's this high-quality steel coming from? <laughs> My God, was it adamantium or dwarven mithril? Like, what is going on here? Yeah, also, like, how fucking slow is his cancer? Why is this guy yeah. still in all the movies? It's like Magic it Johnson AIDS. It's flash, just, flash. like, it never ends. It's yeah. perfect. He dies. He dies, uh... No, I thought he died in like part four or five is what I had I heard. He, and then I'm like, I, I thought still he see died him in, all in the, the last one trailers. and now he's back, right? I don't know. Apparently, I just watched Jason The guy X, who works so at my local movie movies. theater said the timeline is very convoluted at this point. I just rewatched Jason X recently. So I don't know. You can pretty much do anything as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, those I are comparable. Saw in, in Jason. Yeah. I, have you I, seen, I again, have you seen the elaborate displays that Jigsaw puts on? My God. So much work. <laughs> I stop do on letterbox i had to stop like putting star rating because i would just give everything four stars and so right. now i just like i just because it was just some people just be like there's no point in this i just give it's like uh passages four stars saw three four stars like it's just like, there's no like quality yeah. control yeah. here well what so you I tell them started... yeah someone said that to me once they're like you give a lot of movies good reviews and it's like yeah it's almost that at almost 40 years of age i know what kind of movies i'll like that's exactly. It's like, like I don't watch things. Yeah. I don't watch things that I I yeah. don't think I'm gonna yeah. like. I can read a synopsis, see a trailer, and I can get within ninety percent of the mark. Like I pretty much know. Yeah. Except for new movies, like like sometimes I walk into a theater or it lives like inside. Like I'll go see yeah. it. Yeah, and it's just like then I'm like, oh, this sucks, and then I don't I give it a bad review. But and see, like, like that's the value of going to the movie theater still. Like you're like the. 
the democratization of all of it. I'm not saying it's a bad thing for like business, but like being able to sit at home and watch movies is pretty risk free. Like when you go to the theater, like when I was a kid, I would just watch whatever was in the fucking theater. Like I knew what I liked, so I would go see that, but I didn't know if it was going to suck or not. But also at that time, I wasn't smart enough to know what sucked. So I was wow. like, that's the value of letterbox is i keep a list of all the trips i do to the movie theater each year and watching how that has changed post-covid where i just don't go to like weird like out of nowhere movies anymore i pretty much exclusively go to screenings of movies i've loved forever that i just never saw in theaters and i go to every horror movie and if it's not one of those two things it's got to be like a barbie or an oppenheimer yeah. Something that has like some reason for me to go, but like I'm not going to just check out, oh, Anthony Hopkins is just in another movie. You're like, that's not enough for me anymore. Like it has to be something I'm pretty sure will be worth my three hour investment. Yeah. It's I just see everything. I it's used to, but now my kids are old enough, I just don't have time. And you I mean you guys you guys to- know this. We're trying to make movies ourselves, and that takes up a fucking freakishly ton amount of time. I, so it's I hard am, for me to be like, I give a shit about whatever Jason Statham Beekeeper movie's coming out. <laughs> I saw Even the trailer weirdly, for that. that feels exactly like my kind of movie. The person next to me when I saw that movie just said, what the fuck? Like, it was just like, <laughs> they just... I thought like, the trailer was what? so fun. It's almost as if AI wrote it. It's like it. he becomes a real beekeeper after he's in a top secret government organization called the Beekeepers. He I was like, you think that'd be the funny. last job you would take because that would give your cover. <laughs> that happened when I watched when when I went to go see Exorcist. They played that Hunger Games movie trailer before. I was like, I at the beginning, I was like, the fuck is this movie? I was like oh, is this about the Donald Sutherland character? They're trying to make me feel bad about it. And like when the yeah. when when they like the title card went down and it was darkness, I was just like, also, what the fuck was that? Like, I, I have really those responses to a lot of trailers now. Like, I'm just I like, guess that movie is uh, supposed to be pretty good. Um, they're like zero percent chance I ever see it. I, but again, see, but that's what I'm getting at is like I could watch that trailer and I know in five seconds, I'm like, I don't need to see that. Not for that's me. Not, not for yeah. me. I'm sure it's the moment I see like a Civil War era anything, I'm out. Like that's for my uncles. That's not for, like I I know what I like. Yeah, I'm it's pretty be World good War at Two for us. <laughs> no, I have not chosen my dad war. I'm fighting that tooth and nail. I know it's it's World War Two. You and I both know it. No, it's not. It's no, like it's not. I, 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 man, I don't know. So you're like a, just... you're a Tony Soprano. You're gonna go World War Two. Little just, boy ice cream. I just don't. It's like there's so many trailers for things, and it's like I know there's like a ton of movies coming out, and like things, that, but like just movie marketing has gone so strange. Like Napole- the Napoleon, like I know Napoleon is gonna be great, but the, the trailer for that movie is bizarre. It's like it's like set to like pop music, and like it's just like what's like they're really like reaching trying to like. I'm really this tired thing. of the women, the female singer, Whoa. low RPM cover of yeah. oh i thought i thought we were getting a tiktok if you speak i'm just fucking sick of women i was like have we no. just gone on such a rabbit hole it's like daniel's gonna air not, his inner deeds. no that's not what i was getting at you but thank I you for cutting hate? me off before i could make my point uh no that like low rpm cover thing i've yeah. i've pretty much run out of my steam with that you one. don't like the I, ghoulish cover I, I it's over with me. like i can't Dude, do any more of the fake florence and the machine thing like i'm just i can't yeah. do it it's more machine it's just, than Florence now. That's not quite Florence and the machine. We've tipped, constantly. We've tipped more towards machine. It's like Florence um, and the washing machine. 
it's not good. It's not gonna work. I don't know what you this get- has to do with the fucking strangers. That's for I sure. love the strangers. <laughs> you know what I'm we have to talk about other things because again, the pod would be so short because the movie was good. Like these podcasts are about hanging. It's about hang, lit talking. These are hangs. Shit on a movie. This is a Halloween like, yeah. hang. There's so wow. many movies this month. We've already talked about how good the strangers. I do is. have a question for you. This is a real strangers <laughs> movie question. Yes. Got it. Why did they have the third lady as part of the team? Which one? The the black hair on the mask. She does so little in this movie. She attacks the radio. And then at the end, she has a cool line, which I had forgotten, which is the girl gets out to get her like, are you a sinner? Sometimes. Mm-hmm. And she gets in the car. And that lady who may be her mom or older sister is like, it'll get easier next time. I, say, I hate she's that. Like, I mean, like, it, it, it adds like to this student. like perpetual evil thing. But I was like, why was she in the movie? It's she doesn't weird... seem to serve a lot of purpose. Well, you need a fall guy. I kind of agree, though, with Lobo. I think it's a bad tag for a movie, to be honest with you. Like, if like that's probably a critical weakness for an ending is like, I know they're going to go do it again. You don't have to tell me. Like, uh, obviously, they're going to do this again. I mean, I don't think that's any worse than Liv Tyler waking up. I don't either. I thought that kind of took the piss out of that final either. image. It takes the piss out of it, but I mean, regardless, like if it just had ended it, like when she says sometimes, dude, that's fucking gnarly. Well, it like, reminded like, me, we, go, cool. we just saw the 20th anniversary screening of House of a Thousand Corpses, the Rob Zombie flick. And it's one of those movies you're like, oh, oh yeah, was there I, another I House of a Thousand Corpses? I forgot I about Rufus. <laughs> All right, motherfucker. But yeah, I was like, I forgot about Rufus, the guy that just wears a badger on his head and is a tow truck driver. Yeah, I was man. like, he was the least consequential fucking firefly, and I had forgot he existed. Because Rob Zombie was just throwing every fucking thing he'd ever seen in a fucking B movie in that, yeah. And that's a, she, this dude. felt a little bit like she was Rufus Firefly, dude. Right, fair enough, dude. Dude, House of a Thousand Corpses is a perfect Halloween movie. Just it was really fun. Wait, the Rob Zombie. Is... Wait, the Rob Zombie one. Yeah. <laughs> you fucking cock. <laughs> I'm trying to be informative. No, uh, it was funny to sit and watch it in the theaters 20 years later. Because I feel like when that movie came out, it was a real lightning bolt. We're like, this is something weird and different and interesting. And now it's it's so doesn't have that vibe. Well, like seeing what Rob like Zombie became, I don't so think we appreciate shit. like how much better he got at making movies. I don't know. It was, always, it was an I've interesting always thought experience. He was great. Lords of Salem's great. Now maybe not so much, but like, my wife fucking hates that movie better? more than any movie. Rob Zombie makes good horror movies. I liked his Halloweens. I think he's a good horror movie. Me too. Director. Me too. Oh, no. I didn't I like a bad Three filmmaker. from Hell. That one was, that I was more Three from Hell was not great. The Devil's Rejects think, kicks ass. I think the Monsters I need to, is unmitigated. I need to make shit, a but... quick aside real fast. Because aside. I need to. Please. I, need, I do. I need to. I need the public to hear this. <laughs> There's hundreds need, of people listening. Yeah. I'll however many people are listening and I, I just need to like run this by somebody that's not my girlfriend because she's really fucking irritated with this so <laughs> uh a couple weeks ago i i was trying to buy a t-shirt and, and i and like i was really being real stubborn about it and like i go to the website and i i, I go to buy the shirt and uh I put my order in i get my order confirmation but it never asks me about my payment method so I'm like, oh, shit, whatever. So I contact their support, and I'm like, 
you know, and this is like a legit website. Like it's like a legit company. Okay. And, and they're like, we're so sorry. Like we're, re we're rebuilding our website right now. You can like PayPal our PayPal, or you can just wait a couple days until the sites back together, whatever. So I'm like, all right, cool. So I PayPal $35, whatever. Sweet. So I get my shipping confirmation. Fantastic. Uh, I uh, I wait a couple days for the pack to arrive and it doesn't arrive. At which point I'm like, what the fuck? So like I go and I look at my shipping confirmation. It's great. I go to their support and their support's like, oh, you gave us the wrong address. And I'm like, I didn't give you the wrong address. Like, what? Okay, whatever. So I give them the right address and they're like, well, you're going to need to send. Oh, yeah. But then they messaged me and they were like, the thing that you wanted wasn't $35. It's like it's like $90. Oh, so I'm just no. like, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm just being really bullheaded. And like I just keep PayPaling money. Dude, this <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> this company yeah, just this... knew you were home. Wow. Yeah, they found yeah. this. They found yeah. this guy that could just the fleece whole... for days. Yes. The whole time, my girlfriend is like, "What do you think? 90, 90 bucks she's is like, a tank of gas, probably." She's like, "You're getting scammed, man." I'm like, "No, I'm not. This is legit. This is legit. Whatever." Like, all right, Lobo, and how so... deep in are you? <laughs> well, I spent I spent one hundred and thirty five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> If it was one of those robotic t-shirts that could blow me, that's too much. All right, continue. So it's like $135, at which point I like, I go back to their support and I'm like, fucking what the fuck? And they're like, well, you, you gave us the wrong address. So we couldn't deliver the package. And I'm like, all right, fuck. Well, here's my right address. And they're like, okay, cool. Well, you need to pay for this because we're not paying to like send you the right package. Obviously. At which point I'm like, fuck you. Like, give me my money back. Yeah, I'm $135 yeah, in. Yeah. <laughs> And then I go, I go to my, I go to the shipping confirmation that they emailed me, and like my address was right in that. So the address, they're like, we sent to the wrong address. Like they're they're fucking with me, okay? So I just get at this point, I sort of accept that I'm. Well, what I did is I went to the the real website and I found out the website that I I had ordered stuff through. There was like one number in the URL code that was different. It was just like a uh... fake version. But so I just get in this like two week battle. Where like I'm just like messaging their support like over and over, being like, "Fuck you guys, give me my money back," and they're like, "We're not ripping you off. We're not ripping you off." Okay, so it's like I know I'm being ripped off. I'm fucking losing. I, I lost my money, but I'm just being real stubborn. I start getting WhatsApp messages from like a like a, they're like, "I'm the delivery driver. I have your package. You need to pay like thirty five dollars, and I'll deliver your package." So like all of a sudden, I'm getting messages from both the support. And now a WhatsApp member pretending to be the delivery driver. <laughs> and they're like, yep. I can't deliver this package. I'm going to lose my job, okay? Yep. I'm yeah. like, you know, fuck you. Did he tell you he was a Nigerian prince? Did you, Were you sympathetic? How'd that oh, work? Hold, hold, hold on, hold on. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God, yes. This whole oh, vertically boy, integrated hold scam. <laughs> so, like, I am – I basically – I go to the real website and I order the shirt. And then I get it, okay? I get I get the real shirt. <laughs> So a couple days ago, I just get a call and they start calling me from this WhatsApp number and they're like, what's up, bro? And I'm like, fuck, like, what is the, like, you guys <laughs> took my money. Fuck you. And the guy's like, yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Like, oops. He's like, yeah. cool. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I did. He's like, I ripped you off. And I was like, that's cool. And he's like, what we could do is we could rip other people off. Oh, nice. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. Yeah. It's like a multi-level marketing scam scam. It's like yeah. the saddest scam. Ocean's yeah. Eleven, yeah. Yeah. So over the last like week, I've just been talking to this dude, and he basically just – I just basically got him to completely admit in text that he's been ripping me off. And he's like, yeah, I'm doing it to all these other people too. We're making – I'm selling NFTs. He is, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> he's from Nigeria, okay? 
he fucking and I'm like he's like you just need to like he's like what we need to do is we need to set up a a website like my website and then he's like we're gonna be making like he just kept saying we're gonna be making huge money he's like well what you need to do is you need to paypal me 300 bucks (laughs) (laughs) you've seen how good i am at this and i'm just like i'm like man like that's a pretty good i mean that's why wouldn't i trust you at this point he's like yeah man life's about trust i'm like okay cool so we, we, we keep doing this. I'm not giving him any money, but like, he's like, come on, we're going to make huge money. We've been talking for like three or four days. Okay. I know he, he like, he was FaceTiming me yesterday, just showing me his man, his mansion in Nigeria. So Today, Lobo, when your phone gets subpoenaed, uh, you make sure you delete all the rest of that stuff off there. Okay. Not that yeah, stuff. I mean, that's, that's evidence, but like your personal shit. Yeah, for sure. But no, yeah. but then like, uh, he, uh, yeah, he, he, we got him today. He just like added us on Xbox and he was just like, gonna play people. <laughs> you want to play Halo and talk scams, bro? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> His name's Ebenezer. He was telling me about how he got into scamming so he could, he could buy mansions for his family, but now he can for, yeah. Cause of your $300, his family yeah, does not get a limit of mansion. Yeah, well, it's like he, he we've kept a consistent conversation where we're just talking, and then periodically he'll be like, yo, man, you're going to send me 300 bucks? So There yeah, is a – w- I'm at that age where I've lost enough Xbox friends that, like, I might talk to a scammer just to get my party back. <laughs> I, I, it, but at a certain point, the scam went away, and now he's just like – he's like, yeah, Now he's I just your Xbox. buddy. Yeah, he's my And now he can take night- that huge mansion money and produce your next flick. My Nigerian, my Nigerian scammer friend, I, I met because he ripped me up. So he's yeah, like, he'll, he'll finance the next one. At a at like two a.m., he 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 zoom, he like facetimes me, and he's like, he's like, look at my mansion. I make all this money by scamming people, and like, he's like, he's like, I, this, he's like, I, I I paid some of my bills with your hundred thirty five bucks. Dude, this my, I love the yeah. idea that he someday is just gonna be like. I was scamming him, but then his kill death ratio was so good that he scammed what? me into the budget for I trapped the was devil it, five. What was his mansion nice though? <laughs> yeah, he bit? was living in a mansion. But I'm wearing the shirt that like I had to buy that he ripped me okay, off. Okay, good. I was gonna he- ask you if this is the shirt you bought. <laughs> no, so I'm wearing the shirt while he's FaceTiming me and he just goes, Hey, it's the shirt. He's like, It looks good on you. <laughs> Oh, you're not wearing it right now. I was going to say that's really that's sad insane. you spent $135 on a black that's t-shirt. That's fucking insane, dude. Yeah. And what do you what is your end game here? You just like yeah, have yeah. a what buddy you, now? You just you just hanging out with him? I have no idea. Yeah. Are you going to try to get him to send are you trying to get him to send you $300? You know, that was part of the game. I was like, you know, we what if you I basically just told him he was like, "Let's do business." I was like, "You send me my 135 bucks back and then we'll do business." Like yeah. for sure. <laughs> but it uh now he paid I'll bills keep, with that man. I'll keep you develop. I'll keep you on the development, but yeah, yeah. He, I've got his whole life story. He's been ripping people off all the time. He he was selling NFTs of Elon Musk's space for a while, but they weren't actually NFTs. They were just like pictures he had like saved. Awesome. So it's it's hard yeah. to tell the difference apparently for a lot of people. <laughs> I just I just needed to like let somebody know because it's been this big it's been this big thing in my life for about a month now. I'm glad it's only cost you 135 dollars. Yeah. Yeah, the rest of it sounds like fun. Yeah, we all yeah. we all get caught once doing something like that. We all get caught. Once. Yeah, his my name, name was on the his... INS fucking like threat security level for ordering fucking illegal sports jerseys from China. <laughs> I got a fucking letter from the fucking FBI. <laughs> Why? 
Was that during Wipeout? Yeah, we were ordering yeah. sports jerseys. There's this yep. website where you could get any sports jersey for 20 bucks, and we're like, what a deal. So I was going to buy a bunch for the teams I like, and all my friends piled on. So eventually I had this giant order, sent them like that 2000 bucks or something, and I got a letter from fucking INS, right? And they're like, uh, Mr. Griffey. And my family's Middle Eastern. Like my grandfather immigrated here from Syria. And they're like, hey, your name popped up. We have your package here. And I go, package? Like, I just, something in my brain was like, and now I'm putting it out as evidence here on the website. Something in my brain was like, abort, abort. I'm like, yeah, all you got to do is come down to INS headquarters in San Diego and pick your package up. And I was like, never heard about it. Identity theft burning. <laughs> I was like, there's no fucking chance. Uh, so now hopefully this is not evidence. I don't know what you're talking about still. But yeah, it's just the age of the internet. It's like it's just too good. Sometimes I just want it. I get it. Because you were because you were home. Yeah. Oh, see, that's a nice wraparound. Because well I was home. So Josh, final. Why do you come back to this movie so often? What about it still pulls you in? When you could just watch, you know, the greatest movie ever, American Funny Games. Funny game, American Funny Games. Yeah, exactly. American Funny Games. <laughs> I think uh, I really like the the awkward sex scene. <laughs> where where they almost get it on but Scott oh, Steven yeah. also fails at that yeah we didn't really talk about how forgiving a moment that is where she's like we can just forget this ring thing and still do the blowjobs and road trip down. and he's because like they no still, they still love each other but like you know well he definitely she just doesn't does. want to she yeah she just doesn't <laughs> want to get married that would be the most I'm... brutal I have a new I have a new level of respect for this movie. That this movie really is just like about Scott Speedman <laughs> making the worst choices of any human being ever. Yeah. That shit is truly funny. I don't think that first act gets any credit though when you talk because everyone comes back to that, that one again, the most overachieving line in any script ever. It's like this and what's in the box. I actually think this that first, first act, act is really is good. The, I think the first act is the reason people stay for the rest of the movie. You can't. It's very scary. Do you can't do what they do in the second and third without getting that solid a first act. Yeah. The only movie that's made Joanna Newsom scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, it's an impressive movie, man. Like it really crushed. And again, I think the further it goes. It starts to wobble a little bit, but it really lands at the end for me. Like I, th- I think I wish that's the trick. I wish Brian Bertino would like get and like I mean like look if he doesn't want his career like that you know yeah you know, who am I but like I wish he would like do another studio movie because because that guy has like he's like a real way of like building moods like I think the monster is really cool I don't like I don't love that movie but like I think it I think it has a lot of really cool moments and it's got real good darkness and then. Uh, the dark and the wicked again. It's like it it has like a lot of great ideas, but it's just like yeah, there's amazing not enough mood, money. Just too fucking brutal. Yeah, it's just, like that, it that just, movie is a fucking like that. That's a real brutalizing experience. <laughs> I would just love him to like do. It's pretty hard to watch. Why didn't they just get him to do? Why, why they got to get Rennie Harlan to do this? <laughs> get that OG guy back. Doesn't like make a lot daughter. of sense. The Black Coat's daughter? 
The yeah. Black Coat's Daughter. That Brandy movie. Har- Brandy Harlan didn't direct that. No, sorry. I was talking about Bertino. Like, he produced it. I thought, I like, I like that oh, one. Oh, yeah. I think, he be- attach- I think he attaches himself and writes, like, stuff that's really interesting. I just. We yeah. never talked about that on the show because I don't know what the podcast would be besides me. I want anyone on planet Earth to answer me the one question. How does he not know who the fuck she is the whole movie? Like, how do you not know who fucking murdered your daughter the whole movie? Like, that's yeah, a fucking well, insane thing that the movie just accepts us to. Like, this guy just doesn't know who the fuck she is. Also, like, the movie took place. The movie originally was called February. But, like, right. the movie takes place in December. Right. It like, takes, place over, takes place over Christmas break. But then the movie's called February. And I was like, why? Like, doesn't Maybe make that's sense. when Christmas break is some places. Either <laughs> way. I'm just saying, if someone murdered your child, went on trial, was fucking institutionalized and just got out you would remember their face forever regardless forever forever i think i actually like that brian bertino sort of stays in a niche like that i'm not sure i necessarily need to see his exorcist the believer him david gordon green himself he would have done a better job with that movie that movie needed a little bit of what he would have brought to it but again i again like as well we were talking like we were talking about this before the pod like who doesn't want to like the quote sell out who the fuck doesn't want to sell out man oh yeah i've been like, trying to sell out my whole career yeah, you sell business. out once or twice so that you can make this kind of shit that's how you do absolutely. it absolutely you sell one for out them two so for you, you. one for them absolutely. two for you guys yeah no I, I i he's a director of note that you're like anytime i saw he had directed a movie i want to see that movie yeah. even though i would say other than the strangers his other movies haven't been per se satisfying but they're always like the interesting. I like right. the, I like a lot the, of movies miss. If you're going to miss, miss interesting, which is what he does. The monster, it's so funny because it's like my it's my big like my big gripe with that movie. I saw the movie in a the theater. I was really lucky to see it. It's like I think the movie's incredible, but it just like shows you the monster a lot. Mm-hmm. And like the monster is practical. And there's like this fine line between like like I know people are always like it has to be a practical effect. But like there's a certain point where like the practical practical effects just stop being scary because it's like it's just this kind of like lumbering like me- mechanic thing and like they show the monster and the monster is like very impressively made but it doesn't look real because it is just a practical effect it's like i would have pulled back on that and that movie would have been a masterpiece like yeah because it's scary and it's really really well acted and shot like it's, yeah yeah it's really well, well a lot of new horror movies don't really capture mood as well like he does he he captures that mood of you just feel like something's lingering behind you at all times. Totally. So yeah, he's got yeah. the hardest part mastered. It would be interesting to see him tell a more kind of rounded story that wasn't the dark and the wicked, which is just so fucking relentless and not in like a yeah. to its benefit kind of way. <laughs> I remember that movie came out in like 2020. Like it came out like in the first winter of COVID. And so everyone was like, at like their peak depressive and like <laughs> and it's just like boy do we have the movie yeah we'd all know? we'd all burn we all burned through tiger king so we're like what are we gonna watch now tiger it's king was like, exactly what we needed dark in the wicked it's like i don't want to live in this place <laughs> yeah it's just it's like hereditary but like meaner <laughs> yeah but really not like, the fun like artistic choices that kind of let us enjoy it as a movie I also yeah. don't think if Hereditary like came out in the middle of COVID, like people would have loved that movie as much. 
It's like no, it was oh. a rough. It was a rough psychological time for. <laughs> Pretty sure Hereditary. No, no, sorry. The Invisible Man is the last movie I saw before we all got locked inside. That's right. That was a good. Yeah, one. I saw. I saw. Uh, oh fuck! What was it? Blood, blood sport, <laughs> or Bloodshot? Oh God! The yeah, Vin Diesel one. movie. <laughs> Yeah, the Vin Diesel. Yeah, the comic nice. book movie. Yeah. I think Invisible Man was mine too because I went to a movie like that night. It was like me and two old women, and that's it. And they just kept saying, "This yeah. is ridiculous. Who can wear cameras?" Like they were just talking the whole movie, and I was like, "Ah, they're charming. They're fun. They're like 80. And then after that, it was Dude. like, "Nope, no more movies. You're dead." And I was like, "All right, Dude, well, I guess I, this is a thing." Invisible Man is my. It's one of my favorite movie going experiences because I saw it with like a complete, just a complete normie, and sometimes like. Sometimes my perspective on like what is like regular is just very skewed, you know. And so I saw it with somebody who probably maybe watches five movies a year total. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the end of the movie, we're walking out of the theater, and his, his, you could just see his gears were like turning. Like he was just really like there was like there was some thought about the movie that was just like coming to fruition. Yeah, it actually and got he, in there and affected him. Yeah, yeah. He stops and he just goes, "I think this movie is about how men abuse women." <laughs> wow and you're like well and, uh, you're not wrong <laughs> it's like oh, wait a minute like yeah. it's just it Sorry. was just like are you saying this is yeah. a revelation for you wait or... till he finds you... out the difference between text and subtext it'll blow his fucking mind <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you could just see you could just see the mechanics of like the thought like yeah. being developed and he's like i think that this is about this and it's like well yeah no shit sherlock like it's like no. What was when, your like, first clue? Well, like, kid, like, did you go home oh. and show him how water turns to steam when you heat it up? That would also probably be pretty shocking at that point. There's like, there's like police. There's like fucking like five minute long like monologues about being like, oh man, he was really abusive to me. He was a real person. It's like, it's like in the fucking like, movie. She's literally tiptoeing around the house at the start for fear of waking him. It's when <laughs> like I when I realized he literally punches a car door at the very beginning. Like, that might be about abuse. I uh. At that point, I realized I would never make a universal horror movie. Yeah, you never could know. be. You never but know, you, dude. You never know. You and Guillermo, who knows? I'm gonna make uh, the the Exorcist Deceiver and the Exorcist Reliever. Is that what the third one's called? I was trying to figure out what the know. third one was gonna be called, and I assumed it would be Reliever. Actually, they'll do. They'll yeah, follow. That's... They'll follow Ty West exact. That's the one where she, her parents are just like, you know what? It's too hard to exercise someone. Don't so now she's just hooking on the streets. My kid was just saying Jesus as they bust all over. I do like the idea that if the third one's just about parents who are like, I don't know what to do. Like, just take him, I guess. And then the demon's like, what the hell? No one cares. Like, nah, dude, old hat. What do you want us to do? Yeah. Sorry, dude. I can't fight you. Sorry, man. I got nothing. I'm not as dumb as the characters in Exorcist believe it. They're just like, (laughs) we could probably do this. We could probably pray it away. (laughs) We could probably just exercise shit. Like, wait, what? What are we talking about here? Nope, we're not doing this right now. <laughs> it's like you'll sad. have to stay like, tuned or go back. Actually, that'll already yeah. be out by the time you hear that'll this. that'll be out by now. Yeah. Did okay, you, maybe we can't do this right. Did you see the like article about how Ellen Bierstein or whatever her name is? Like, she did the movie because they like donate Blumhouse like donated a bunch of money to her her filmmaker charity. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. She's like, that's what convinced me to come back. It's like they bring back this like sweet little old lady. She's in the movie for like three minutes, and they just like stab, stab her eyes out. Eyes out. Yeah. <laughs> like, remember this character you guys all what? really cared about because of her strength and oh, determination shit. and love? <laughs> 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 
like when she's while she starts barking orders at a demon you're like she's not an exorcist does everybody know this is bad this is not gonna go well you know how like like i would bet you dollars to donuts a lot well not that many people went to see it i think it's again we talk we call it on this show it's the con paradox where all of us who went to see that jj abrams star trek movie were like we know benedict cumberbatch is con like we know he's con so when he goes my name is really Khan. We're like, we know. Yeah, I know. And then I look over and my wife goes, who's Khan? So it's like it's like a, a reveal that pleases no one at all. Yeah. That's what she was in the exercise. Andrea said the same thing. We were sitting in the theater and she's like, is that from one of the old, is that from the show? I'm like, yeah, just watch it. It's fine. You're, yeah, you're not missing anything. Yeah, he's just a super powered British guy. It's fine. He's no, just, and that, yeah, because I was like, why was that? Why not Regan? Like, maybe Regan has an insight into some of it. And then when she shows up at the end, I'm like, no one at that point gives a fuck. No. Like, it's like, oh, look, of- it's Linda Blair. It's like kids are going to go home and they're going to Google Linda Blair. And the first few images that are going to show up are like her past are like yeah. wrestlers. It's yeah. like, whoa. I will say this. I cared specifically, like got a little choked up. Because I thought she had been dead for like 20 years. So wow, to see really? that she was still alive. <laughs> Jesus Because I went to my phone and I Google. I'm like, who is this actress? She looks a lot like old Linda Blair. <laughs> I go, oh my God, it's the real Linda Blair. And I was like really happy that she was like in the movie. But I was like, that's it. Only because I thought she'd been dead for 20 years. It's like when no Bob Barker point. just died this year. And I was like, I thought that was like 15 years ago. There's like no point I thought it was after the price is right. I thought he died on The Price is Right, and that was why Drew Carey took over. He just got in the casket, and they spun him around. <laughs> when we were when we were working, or when Griffey and I were at Ball State, there was a guy who came in who was one of the producers on, who was like the challenge producer on The Price is Right, and he came in, it was right after Bob Barker had retired and Drew Carey was coming in, and he was like commenting how bad Drew Carey was still at being Bob Barker. I'm like, no one can be Bob Barker. He got away with being a fucking creep for like half a century. Like no one else is gonna be able to do what he did. Drew Carey's like, great. Like, Drew Carey's fine. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Cleveland mm-hmm. rocks. Good guy. Yeah. Good guy. But either way, uh, the strangers was great. Yeah. And <laughs> I love these pods. I really do. Like so off the rails. We just like, we didn't even start on the rails. Like I like that this, this is really the these pods particularly are entertaining because we're just like, I mean, we all like the movie. Let's let's talk about something else. You know, yeah, it's it's, that's right. it's valuable. That's right. It's like we like the movie. That's the problem. Is that there's yeah. nothing. Yeah. It's like we all we all agree. That there's it's nothing good. to argue about except for American funny funny. There's games. nothing to argue that's about, about except for the fact about. that Griffey loves the American version of funny games. And apparently I think didn't it's know an that Rob Zombie directed House of a Thousand Corpses. It's kind of like the American uh, remake of Spurloose, The Vanishing. It's like, you just didn't get it. You didn't oh, get it. Oh, The Vanishing? It. Yeah, but yeah. The, okay. But the American version of The Vanishing is way worse than the old one. Funny game, yeah. it's like the same fucking movie, but with like way better talent. But without like the heart that makes it work. It's the same fucking movie. I don't know if that's it true. It is but, on a know. facade level. All right, funny games, America, American, and uh, I'll rewatch it for the pod, and we'll we'll fucking talk it out. I w- I will at least I, do you that service. I like I, do I trust like the Ameri- I like the American version just fine, man. And it's fine. Yeah, well, we'll duke it out. We'll duke it out. All right, uh, that's it, man. 
We did it. Yeah. Another pod down. It was a good one. Uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Thanks again, Lobo, as always. Shout out to you, Ebenezer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Shouts out to your scammer. He, he has been... He, he has uh, he has tried to FaceTime me three or four times during this conversation. Nice. So. Come get hey, your three hundo, yeah, bro. Yeah, if you want to invest in the ground floor and get some more mansions, dude, <laughs> film Alchemist Pod. <laughs> <laughs>